bringing you a common sense and fresh perspective to creating a just society. This is Common Sense on Social Justice. You'll get equipped with the tools you need to carry out social justice right where you are. Now, here's the host of Common Sense on Social Justice, Michael Davis. Thank you for joining us today. I am your host, Michael Davis, and I am so glad you joined us on this episode. Today's going to be the first of, of a monthly podcast episode that we'll be doing on news stories. What I'm going to do is take uh, current news stories that are going on, um, just common ones, and give my thoughts and opinions on that. doesn't mean I'm always speaking exactly maybe what should be, but just my perspective on it. Based upon the principles we're learning throughout the Common Sense on Social Justice podcast episodes. So I'm taking the principles and themes and showing you how to apply them to the current stories going on in the news. And so here we go. Let's talk first of all today about COVID. COVID-19, COVID, whatever people have called it. Uh, the response how the government has responded to it, how the the media has responded to it, how governors, presidents, whoever. Uh, I want to talk about that response and and talk about it in in light of justice. Um, it seems to me that it, when it came to COVID, what we did is we stopped a virus, but killed people in the process. Now, when I say we stopped a virus, we didn't really stop a virus. But in our attempt to stop a virus that could kill people, we killed people in the process. And here's how we killed people or harmed them is we we killed or harmed people mentally, spiritually, physically, and socially. We we did it mentally by uh, just causing people to go crazy from separation because when you... uh, require people to go into these lockdowns where they're stuck in their home alone for over a year, then people are just simply going to go in crazy. And people are acting kind of mental these days. Many people are from these insane lockdowns. And so people have been killed mentally. They've been killed spiritually. Churches not being in synagogues and Places of worship not being allowed to gather. It's killing people spiritually. It's killing people physically. Because what's happening is by separating people to such a degree, you're actually causing their... I've, I've talked to a doctor who says we're actually causing people's immune systems to um, go on vacation, and therefore the immune system no longer knows how to respond to something like COVID. Instead of allowing them to be exposed and become immune through exposure, we've killed people socially. I mean, I I work at a supermarket, and it is amazing to me that customers, and it's not just one. I've had many customers say that now that the restrictions are loosening from COVID, that they're beginning to have backyard parties, and they've admitted they don't know what to do with people gathering in their backyard. And I'm just like, we've done this our whole lives, but yet we've killed people socially. So in order to stop a virus, we killed people in the process. We killed at least what makes up a person. 
We've killed small businesses. We've killed people's incomes. You know, there's many people that lost their incomes. They There's people that has become homeless because of the lockdowns on businesses. People losing their jobs. <clears throat> Some people lost their jobs and could not uh, get the, uh, the money from the government, the unemployment. So... The COVID response, I'm just going to say, was unjust. We did not do it in a way that honors the dignity of people. We did it so anti-human as possible. The government was very anti-human in its approach to its response to COVID. It should not have even come close to looking what it looked like, the response to COVID. And so our response was simply unjust. And I, I if I were you, I would... Complain. I on a mass scale, the governors of our states, especially the state of Oregon I live in, our governor did a nightmare of a job at handling this COVID crisis. And people on a mass level should complain and drown out the voice of these government officials to where they can't be heard. Because it's very upsetting and very unjust. You should be very upset at the injustice that happened to small businesses during these lockdowns. You should be very upset with what happened to employment. You should be very upset with what happened to the elderly in New York. You should be very upset at what happened to you and your family mentally and socially and physically, and even spiritually during these lockdowns. Your government officials ought to be held accountable for this. Let's go to another news item, racism. Now, I'm not going to talk really about racism because I recently did two episodes on racism. So what I really want you to do uh, is to listen to those two episodes, Common Sense on Racism, Part 1 and 2. But I'm just going to touch on it a minute, is that Again, unjust, injustice. Uh, one of the things that's coming out of the racism debate now is the critical theory, uh, critical race theory that's being taught in public schools that says that all white people are responsible for slavery and oppression of the blacks. All white people are oppressors and all black people are victims. Folks, that that nonsense needs to just get out of our schools right now. I'm sorry, but not all black people are victims. I have many black friends and they're doing quite well, actually. You know why? Because they work hard. They go in to work every day like I do and they earn and they are homeowners and they own cars and they have families. Uh, And I'm white I know a lot of white people who are not oppressors. We care very much about people from very other races, and we have many friends from other races. So critical race theory, that's what I'm going to touch on with our discussion on how racism is being handled in the news. By the way, if you heard my uh, episode recently on how the media is killing injustice, or is how the media is killing justice, I would say most media sources, you just need to shut them off. Because the media sources are 
defeating racism, not eliminating it. And a lot of these movements, anti-racism movements, are actually feeding racism because what they're doing is turning people, various races, against each other and getting them mad at each other. Yeah, what I would say is just turn them off and just love people for who they are. As you know, from if you have heard the episodes on racism, then you'll know that uh, racism or fighting against racism, again, is just attachment to the body anyways, and we're not to be attached to the body. Uh, another news item coming up that's just building more and more momentum, especially in my lovely city of Portland, Oregon, is the blanket shutdown of the police, defunding the police. So you see that in your city. Now, what's happened is just like with any group or organization, there's a few, and I have few in all capital letters in my notes, there's a few bad apples. But a blanket shutdown and a blanket defending and violence against the police is total injustice. There are police officers who are very good and have been very good for many years doing their job as best they can, being fired, losing their incomes, and their families suffering. And, and that's the minimal. There's actually police officers being shot and killed, and now their families are without a father and husband because of somehow we're bringing justice by doing that. I'm sorry, but you cannot create injustice in one area in order to eliminate justice in another area because you just end up with injustice in the end. So, so this defunding of the police, this blanket shutdown of the police is not right. In fact, recently a police officer was indicted on criminal charges here in Portland who was did very little to an individual who was flagrantly trying to do damage in a crowd and to a, a, bill, a federal building, and this police officer, when this person kept telling this person to get on the ground, and when they failed to obey and they kept getting up off the ground, the police officer inadvertently shoved the person to the ground. They didn't assault them. They just inadvertently shoved them to the ground. Now this police officer is indicted on criminal charges. That is not right. That is unjust. And it is not justice to use violence against police and defund the police because now I can speak from the viewpoint of my city. I've seen it in other cities too. That as the police are defunded and there's fewer officers, the rates of shootings and crimes have skyrocketed. I mean, there is an insane number of shootings and murders in Portland right now, Minneapolis, Chicago, all places where they defund the police, and now our great city is wanting to fund the police again. Well, duh. If you don't have police officers, then bad people are going to get away with doing bad things. We cannot live in a bubble saying, hey, everybody's perfect and angelic. They're not. There are some people out there that do and plan to do bad and harmful violence to people, and they have to be stopped. You need police officers. Are there police officers? Bad? Yes. I In my work with the homeless, I've run across a few police officers that should be fired. 
but they are so rare and few and far between because most of the officers I've run into are very caring and compassionate people. And they should not be punished for what a few have done. And especially we can't be hypocrites because what's really happened is these social justice warriors are actually hypocrites. I don't call myself a social justice warrior because I don't want to identify with that crazy group. I'm just a guy who stands up for the oppressed. But the social justice warriors, you know, they're such hypocrites. Because, first of all, they're so judgmental. I, I, I've i seen religious fundamentalists that I thought were judgmental. I have never met a more judgmental group of people, and maybe I'm being judgmental in this statement, but a more judgmental group of people than the social justice warriors. I mean, they judge 24-7. And their actions are violent. They're violent against the police. And these mobs are, they're violent against the police for being violent uh, against black people. I mean, that's hypocrisy, you know, in its purest form. Listen, Jesus said that we need to first take the beam out of our own eye, and then we can see clearly the take the piece of sawdust out of our brother's eye. Did you catch that? We need to take the beam, this large object, out of our own eye so we can see clearly to take the little bitty piece of sawdust out of our brother's eye. In other words, deal with your own skeletons first before dealing with other people's skeletons. You cannot create injustice in one area to eliminate injustice in another. Otherwise, you're still left with the injustice in, in society. Here's a fun news item to talk about. Let's talk about this, the cancel culture. The cancel culture is thus is this, and by the way, the cancel culture is the most blatant form of hypocrisy I've seen yet. The cancel culture is, hey, there's this guy that lived 300 years ago and he owned a slave, and so we're going to tear down all the statues and erase all the history about this guy. We're not going to look at the guy in his context that he lived in society where slavery was an accepted thing, even though we don't accept it now. We're judging somebody based upon the principles we live by now, but his society didn't live on those principles. He thought it was okay at the time. He may not think it's okay in this present society, but he doesn't live in a society. He lived 300 years ago. But we're going to do violence to his memory, even though he may have done a million good things in his life because he had that one skeleton. Boy, we're going to cancel that guy. Or... This person on Facebook said this thing, and we all don't agree that, boy, we're going to just violently shut down that person right now. And we're going to eliminate their Facebook account. People, that is hypocrisy. We're judging and blatantly putting down others without failing to look in the mirror and see our own sins. I bet if we lined people that are in the cancel culture, I bet if we were lining them up, we could judge them all day long for their weaknesses too. But we don't. Uh, In Romans, there's a letter in the New Testament of the Bible called Romans where Paul was writing a letter to the church in Rome. And 
And he lines out all the sins of the Gentiles. See, there was this division between Jews and non-Jews, and the non-Jews were called Gentiles. And Paul lines out in chapter 1 all the sins of the Gentiles. And after he does that, in chapter 2, he says, Now you Jews who judge the Gentiles for all these sins, you're guilty of doing the exact same thing. (laughs) Therefore, Paul says, here's the conclusion, all have sinned and come short of glory of God. In other words, these social justice warriors that want to cancel the police and want to cancel people they don't agree with, are they themselves so angelic and perfect as they don't have anything that needs dealt with? If we're going to judge someone and cancel them for something, we better make sure all of our skeletons are out of our own closet first. And let me say this, that when you eliminate, you know, somebody was asking me the other day, why do we have these problems in society with violence and and defunding police and all this? My answer was this, when you eliminate God from the culture like we have in the United States, especially, and other countries have too, especially in Europe. But when you eliminate God from the culture, then there is no mercy because God is mercy. The very nature of God is to show mercy. By the way, in the conversation with this friend, I said, if God didn't show us mercy, we'd all be dead. If God truly paid us back all the karma for all the bad stuff we've done, we'd all be dead by now. But God shows mercy every day because God is mercy. Now, in America and many European countries, we've eliminated God from our cultures, and so we're left with no mercy. We've taken out the source of mercy. So that's why you have these social justice warriors and cancel culture people running wild and showing a complete lack of mercy to others is because they've eliminated God from society And so we've eliminated the source of mercy. So you're left with violence. When you eliminate God from the equation, you're left with violence. Because God is peace, God is mercy, God is love. When God is at the center of a society, that society is peace, mercy, and love. But when you take God out of the equation, you're left with violence. And the sad part is that Jesus said when we fail to show mercy, and here is where we've got to listen, when we fail to show mercy to others, then Jesus says we will not receive mercy ourselves. The cancel culture is dangerous for this one reason. It lacks mercy, and mercy is who God is. Opinions and thoughts of everyone should be shown dignity. Everyone should be allowed to be heard, certainly not to be canceled. Now, uh, as we come to the end of this episode, I want to talk about one more news item. And this is a specific news item. I've been talking generally today because this is our first time to do this. In the future, I'll be doing specific news items. But here's our first one. And this was in the national news. I was browsing various news sources, and I ran across this on Fox News from Fred Lucas, is who wrote this article. But he's writing an article because uh, in the northern United States and southern Canada, there's this oil pipeline being built. It's called Pipeline 3. 
And what the pipeline three is, it run, it's an oil pipeline that runs from Alberta, Canada into through Minnesota and into Wisconsin. And what it is, it's not a brand new pipeline. What it is, it's a replacement of an existing pipeline because the existing pipeline is getting old. Now, uh, what experts say is that pipelines are a more environmentally friendly way to transport oil than trains are, so they prefer pipelines. Uh, and so the the existing pipeline three from Alberta to Wisconsin is getting is aging, and so they're replacing it with a new one. However, protesters, like they always do, tried to block. The pipeline now with the pipeline that was running through North Dakota that got stopped they became emboldened to stop this pipeline so protesters showed up and and they descended on to the work site the construction site to stop it and Jane Fonda by the way was leading the way and other protesters in this they were breaking into the construction trailers they destroyed the equipment and they tr- surrounded and trapped the workers on the site. And they said they were doing this, the protesters said they were doing all of this for the purpose of protecting Native Americans and their land. Now, the problem with this is that the construction company building the pipeline is owned by Native Americans, and the workers that they surrounded and trapped were Native Americans. And the owner of the company said, Native Americans are not a homogenous people. We don't all believe and think the same way. And many of us in the Native American community support this pipeline. That's why my company got on board. And this construction pipeline was going to to uh, uh, provide millions of dollars to the reservation that the owner of this company lived on to help people. So good job, protesters. You just blocked the money that was going to help the Native Americans, and you trapped the Native American workers all in the name of social justice. You see, people, here, as I end this episode, I've got to say this because I'm, I'm just I'm frustrated. As I read stories like this, I am frustrated, first of all, at the absolute stupidity. Okay, I live in a city of protesters, and in Portland, there are protesters protesting the protesters. That's just, it's a weekly thing, a daily thing here. And I'm sick of the stupidity of these protesters. I am sick of the stupidity of the social justice warriors because they don't think. They just act on emotion. And as you know from these podcasts, I want us to disengage from our emotions, use our emotions in a positive way to think Use our minds to come up with solutions. So as we end this news podcast today, I I want us to think of three things that you need to work for true justice. Number one, you need to get all of the facts. First of all, you need to get all of the facts, not some of the facts, most facts. You need to get all of the facts. These protesters on Soil Pipeline did not get the facts. You need all of the facts. And you need all of the what facts, not you don't need to get all the emotions or all of the assumptions, but all of the facts. So get all the facts for true justice. Secondly, do not create injustice to solve another injustice. And third, do not pit people against each other. Unify, bring unity in your 
work towards justice. And I am confident that those who listen to these podcasts are working to bring about justice, but in the process of working towards justice, bring unity to people. All right. This has been interesting. Starting out a series a month, once a month, we'll do news podcasts. Let me know what you think of these news podcasts. Let me know your opinions. I want some feedback and get some good conversations on this. You can email me, Michael Davis, at sjcommonsense at gmail.com, sjcommonsense at gmail.com. And I hope you have a great day as you work to create a just society right where you are. You've been listening to Common Sense on Social Justice with your host, Michael Davis. A common sense and fresh perspective to creating justice where you are. Share your comments and questions with Michael by emailing sjcommonsense at gmail.com. That's sjcommonsense at gmail.com.